Yeah, you know, this for all my trolls, man. This for everybody who be in the comments talking crazy. You know, <laughs> talking stupid in the comments. I'ma hit you with the cake. Acting foolish on the gram. I'ma hit you with the cake. Couch nigga doing nothing. Damn, hit you with the cake. I'm not talking 47, but gon' hit you with this cake. And this kind of control and this kind of direction so we can make a nation a value for our people then I don't give a damn if I never see you again but we intend to carry out the orders of the honorable Elijah Muhammad and build this nation with you or without you assalamualaikum family welcome back to the brother Ben X show now I believe I'm live let's check and see I believe I'm live now at least I should be. Let me see. Okay, there we go. Now we live. There we go. We're about to have a little study group tonight, y'all, about the minister. This is an old lecture. It's a classic. Back to the Brother Ben X show. It's an old classic right here, y'all. This was back in 1983. Woo! This is 1983, and the minister is about to go in about God. It's, the lecture is called God is Present. So my plans is to go over this lecture 
never mind it's gonna be a long lecture right here but what I may do we may do it in half we may do a, like an hour and a half and then I may take calls at the end or something like that but we finna do a little study group where uh, we listen to the minister I will be giving commentary uh, so if y'all want to see it in full without me speaking go to YouTube and type in God is present in parentheses and the video should come up but make sure y'all share the video out let's get into it In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, the one God to whom all praise is due, the Lord of the worlds, who came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad to whom praise is due forever. And in the name of his true servant and last messenger, our beloved leader, teacher, and guide, the Messenger of Allah, the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Wow, in this video, the minister is in his 50s. My beloved brothers and sisters, with the greeting words of peace in the Arabic language. Assalamu alaikum. To uh, Brother Harold and the laboring staff of Muhammad's Temple Number 27. And to each and every one of you who are present, I'm very honored to be in your midst once again. We had such a wonderful time yesterday at Ward Amy Church. I feel somewhat like a spent shell. Sometimes you give so much, you don't realize it. Peace, Brother Boone. As soon as I finished yesterday, I if that's Brother Boone from Baltimore, peace, brother. I woke up just in time to get a little food. I'll be back out there soon. Back again. But I'm thankful to Allah to be around another day to share more with you of the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. In our audience tonight uh, are many who followed Messenger Elijah Muhammad, prior to 1975. Many of our brothers and sisters who have been through more than we could say tonight, but who deserve compassion and understanding. Think we have read in scripture that Jesus paid a price that others may be redeemed. Mm. And it's easy to look back sometimes and see the price that others paid. Oftentimes it's difficult to look in a contemporary situation and see a price that has been paid. You that are here tonight, who were not followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, you really are here because a price was paid. That's right. And many of these old followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, some who have passed on, some who have gone backwards into the world, 
But those men and those women gave you an example that you remember. And those men and those women sacrificed their time, mm -hmm. their wealth, their substance, to build edifices across this country that would dignify black men and women. Some of these men went to prison for what they believed and suffered untold persecution behind prison bars mm -hmm. so that those who are in prison today could have the right to worship Allah. Many of us may not think of the price that has been paid, but I often reflect on that price. And I know that I stand today on a foundation laid by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and by those early Muslims and latter-day latter Muslims who stood with him. So whenever I see if I may use this expression, an old soldier of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad come near the house or around the house that his or her own sacrifice helped to build. I'm mm. more than happy because it is your blood. Praise be to Allah. It is your life. It is your sacrifice that is making it possible for the nation to rise again. You may not believe it, but it is true that the scriptures were referring to this sacrifice that we have made. We like to think that the scriptures talking about men that lived thousands of years ago. We don't realize that the book is historical yet prophetic. Mm. Because if the Bible has no relevance to 1983, then why should we read it? If the Quran is not relevant in 1983, why should we bother with it? But these books that hang around on our shelves gathering dust were written by scientists of God and God. Um, inspirations, Vernon. Ask, can I still come to Waco and speak? You have to email me at bookbrotherbenx at gmail.com with more information. Bookbrotherbenx at gmail.com and now I'll get back with you. God, really? Over 15,000 years ago. And this portion of that writing called Bible or Quran was revealed yeah, like my hoodie. at the time in history that that portion was to be revealed, one of these major scientists would speak to a man from among the people. Such a man was Abraham, Noah, Lot, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad of Arabia, and all the prophets in between. Now we are at the culmination of both books. The Bible is just about to be completely fulfilled and so is the Quran so don't think that the books have no relevance and don't think that you have no relevance and especially 
the followers of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. For it was your and my work under his leadership that motivated and stimulated a whole black nation to another level of activity. You can't say that that's not written of in the book because there never was a people in the condition that black people are in. Mm -hmm. No history will show you a people in the condition that black people in America are in. Well, if there has never been a people in our condition and the prophets saw the last days, then the prophets wrote about our condition and it's in the Bible under symbols. Symbols. Negro is not mentioned. Mm -hmm. Crenshaw is not mentioned. But some Negroes have met on Crenshaw, and that's in the book. You say, don't pull my leg, brother. No, I want to tug at your brains tonight. I want to talk to you tonight about a man that many of us do not really know and have not really come to understand. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Why would you tell us about him, Brother Farrakhan? He's gone from among us. Has he really? How could he be gone and we be present? We are a living testimony to the relevance. Mm, how can he be gone when we're still present? Mm. Of Elijah Muhammad. In 1983, for if his word was not a word powered by God and backed by God, one of his students could not take his word and start resurrecting black people all over America again as his teacher did. So the word of Elijah Muhammad is as relevant in 83, in fact, it's more relevant now than it was when he was present because everything that he told us would come to pass is now coming to pass and you are not as hard to talk to as you once were. I mean, brother and sister, I don't have to say much because the world has been putting a little whipping on you and me, getting us ready to hear the word and teaching of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Now, this man, Elijah Muhammad, quite a strange man on the American scene. And most black people would rather deal with Mr. Muhammad's students. They seem to feel an affinity to his students, but remotely connected to him. One of his great students who faltered in the latter years of his time, Malcolm X. Black people love to reason with Malcolm, but don't want to connect Malcolm to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I don't think this is correct, do you? If Malcolm admits to the world that he was Malcolm Little, a man that only went to the eighth grade of school. 
a man that had potential brilliance just like you and I have, but a man who had not met the right agent to trigger his brilliance and cause it to develop. But there in prison, he met the teaching, the word of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. What's he the resolution for what? Mr. Muhammad, he just met his word. Just like many of you have not met Mr. Muhammad, you met his word. And that word that is making a change in your life made a profound change in the life of Malcolm X. And Malcolm became a student of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and began to teach the teachings of Elijah Muhammad and debate the scholars black and white of this world. And those of you who were around, who were around in the time of Malcolm, you know that he sat down every scholar that debated him, black or white. Eighth grade Malcolm, sitting down Harvard professors. Eighth grade Malcolm, speaking words that bold and brilliant and masterful Marcus Garvey did not speak. Speaking words that the honorable noble Drew Ali and no other black man before him ever spoke. And Malcolm, with the word of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, triggered a black consciousness among our people, not only here, but in other parts of the world. But Malcolm was a student. Now, you can debate yourself. I'm not interested. Elijah Muhammad. People wanted to separate the student from his teacher. And they have been successful in doing so. But if you read Malcolm's autobiography carefully, Malcolm will tell you that he knew nothing until he met the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And if any of us whom you admire would be very honest, you would not have known of Louis Farrakhan. You know, uh, he brings you him up often. You would not have known of Harold X or any of us had we not been inspired by the word and teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Yes, we have potential. There is no human being that is on this earth that does not have divine potential. But divine potential without the divine agencies to manifest and culture and develop that potential is potential that dies, yet potential. We are no longer potential. Rashid X, what in the world are you talking about? Involved in a development that we are developing and we are developing others simply because we met a man named Elijah Muhammad. So I think it's about time that we look past the students. Though we thank God for the students, why not tonight let's get somewhat familiar with the teacher. Thank you. Please don't follow me then because you, you, you talking. I don't know what you're now, talking about. <laughs> many things have been said about Elijah Muhammad. I'd like tonight to deal with the complimentary and the uncomplimentary to prove that everything that you have said about Elijah Muhammad, good or bad, you fulfill what the book says. Some of you say Elijah Muhammad 
cleaned up black folk because he worked by the power of the devil. Some of you said he teaches hate. That's in the book. Some of you say he was a social reformer. Mario, I'll call you in. What's your number? Mario, give me a number to call. I'll call you live. Let's talk about it. Mario N. Nixon. Let's go. You can email me your number however you want to do it. I'll call you live. We can we can talk about it. Some of you classified his followers as the lowest of the people. That's in the book. Some of you said it's terrible. Um, I knew somebody was gonna ask that. No, I can't um I can't turn up the volume. Uh, because it's it's an old tape, so this is this is as loud as it goes. We got a devil in the building. What's going on, William? Got a demon in the building. That he speaks against white folk. That's in the book. You can't say nothing about Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad, that you won't find in the Bible and in the Holy Quran. When you look at his domestic life. And some of us have stumbled over his domestic life and lost a footing because we heard some negative things about the man's domestic life that made us to feel that Elijah Muhammad was an immoral man. That's in the book, both Bible and Holy Quran. Now the question is, this is all written in the book. Let's piece it apart. So many people ask me, Brother Ben asks, man, how do I know that you're going live? How do I know when you're producing a podcast? And I saw you also just made $130,000 in two days. Well, there's a way that you guys can get informed from us via text message. All you have to do is text 50K to 210-504-4094, and we'll give you more information with free game, and we'll let you guys know how we made $130,000 in two days. Text the word 50K to 210-504-4094 will give you updates, notifications, and let you guys know how we made 130000 in two days. Peace. And let's see what kind of man you're dealing with when you deal with Elijah Muhammad. Let's go. Let's in deal with about it. it. I'll be so bold to say you're not dealing with man. You're dealing with God. And you don't know God and you really don't know man. So when true man and true God presents himself, you would condemn the true God and the true man as immoral because you really don't know what is moral. Hmm. Hmm. It's really sad. You all have been nursed on the man Jesus. And what I want to tell you tonight is the man Jesus is not a man that lived 2,000 years ago. Mm. That comes up right out of your myth in 19 uh, in, in the 1900s. Why does a Jesus 2,000 years ago become romantic to you? Hmm. Really sad. And a Jesus that's alive among you, you doing all, all the work that have Jesus been nursed the on the man Jesus, is unromantic because you love to see backwards but can't see present. All right, let me block this William the demon and get you on up out of here, the demon. And you can't see forward. Bear with me now. 
Hold on. Because you're adults now. I don't need to waste a lot of time. Hold on, y'all. Give me a little second. Hold on for now. <coughs> Go on a little block. Let me block little baby demon out of here tonight. Let me see if I can. Come on, man. My little, my little face. <laughs> my little Facebook tripping, man. Come on. He got this Rashid, dude. I don't know why it's tripping like this. All right, y'all. We could just ignore him then. You know, just don't give it no attention. Because I don't know why I couldn't click the little thing. All right, let's keep moving. Sneaking up on a subject. talking about a man who made blind men see and if you listen to your brother speak the words of the honorable Elijah Muhammad, I'm finna block this Rashid dude too what in the world is he talking about in fact God is blessing me to open eyes all over the country and all over the world and I'm not Elijah I'm working under his authority and under his name and under his power and that's written in the book if you understand it I might as well go into the book tonight so we don't make mistakes anymore and I defy anyone here that is a scholar of religion to take me to task on what I say and prove me wrong. If you are standing... Rashid X. You know what? Rashid X, DM me your number. We'll call. I'll get on a call with you right now live. Come on. This is crazy. What do people be talking about? So come on. Inbox me your number, uh, Rashid X, and I'll let you come on live. You know, this guy talking about I'm against Farrakhan. What in the world be on people's minds? Who be sending these people? On the truth, you can stand to be scrutinized. I don't represent a dead Jesus. I represent a living Jesus. I don't represent a man who was a prophet 2,000 years ago because the Jesus of this book is not a prophet. The Jesus of this book stands head and shoulders and feet above prophets. He's a master of prophets. Mm. In fact, he verifies prophets and seals them as bona fide. Jesus of 2,000 years ago was a prophet. He was not the Messiah. He was not the Christ. Christ means one who comes to crush wickedness. The man 2,000 years didn't crush wickedness. He was crushed by the wicked. Both he and his disciples. I want you to bear with me now. The white man puts you in a time machine. He puts you to look backwards so that in the time that these scriptures would be uh, fulfilled, you would be looking at the Jesus and you would reject him because he would come to his own and his own would receive not receive him. Not. If Jesus was a Jew, find me a Jew that won't receive his own. But it's you who are in need of a Jesus. And when he shows up and you see a black man looking like yourself, the way you've been taught to hate your black self and to think nothing of yourself, God could walk in your midst looking like you and you'd say, who's that nigga? 
Yes, it's true. Would be a fulfilled Delight you would be looking at the Jesus and you would even reject though it. we looked at it, we still can't believe it's real. That a man walked in our midst and condemned the United States government and lived. A man stood up in our midst, a little black man from Georgia, and spoke so boldly that little ones like us caught the fire of his boldness and just repeating his words shook up communities all over America, just repeating what Elijah Muhammad had said to us. No, he's not an ordinary man. If he were an ordinary man, what has just transpired with him being cut off from honor and respect in his own house by those whom he raised from the dead, opened their eyes, made them to hear, made them to speak, gave us a purpose for living. We turned our back on the man, just as it is written in both books, Bible and Holy Quran. Yes, it's true. We turned our back on the man that gave us life. We denied a man and spoke evil of the way by which we were brought to our own salvation. This is scripture that I'm speaking. The way of truth would be evil spoken of. And the Honorable Elijah Muhammad has been evil spoken of. His whole movement was broken. And it was as though he were written out of history. No one want to talk about Elijah anymore. His name doesn't appear when Black History Week is mentioned. Elijah's name is not mentioned. Mm. Though he's the one that made us aware that we did not know enough about our history, not Negro history, but black history. No teacher in the annals of black history or in the world has taught us back that far. But we want to write him out of history. Well, all that is written. The Messiah will be cut off. He will be without honor in his own house. The book of Daniel talks about the abomination that bringeth desolation when it shall stand in the holy place. The end is nigh. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad told us back in 1961 that the abomination that bringeth desolation represents hatred. Now what does that mean when hatred will stand in the holy place? When a house dedicated to the love and worship of Almighty God will be ruled over by a man that hates the very one that the house was dedicated to, then that man will stand up and preach hatred of Master Farad Muhammad, hatred of Elijah Muhammad. That would be an abomination that would bring about desolation. And now all the temples that used to be temples are now masjids, and those masjids are desolate. People are driven out. They're cold now. Where they once were warm and full of life, they're cold and empty, and they don't give life anymore to the community, but they look like the community. Mm. Ragamuffins, unclean, unkept, spoiled and robbed completely of the knowledge of self, having become a savage now, gone back to living the life of a beast. Why? Because we denied the man that God had given us 
to resurrect us to life. The man Elijah, the man Jesus, the man Muhammad, the man who verifies all of the prophets, the man who makes them true, not a prophet himself, more than a prophet, not even a messenger. He's more than a messenger. He becomes God in the flesh, raised from the dead, empowered by the God of heaven to make him a God in the presence of his own people, where he would be in the midst of the most powerful beast the world has ever known and deal in the midst of the beast, and the beast would not be able to handle him because you're not handling a prophet. A prophet can't deal with a God. It takes a God to deal with a God. And the white man is the God of this world. And it takes a God to deal with him. And Elijah dealt with him. And Elijah was a God in the midst of us. I want you to hear me out. A God. He didn't come to make prophets. He came to make gods. Why? Because by nature, every one of you are the divine family of Almighty God. That's right. You have powers in you that are dormant now because you don't know who you are. And when you know who you are, you're afraid to tap the divinity of your own self, which could release the power of your being. And we could walk out of America like a lion walking out of a cage after it finds the door. Elijah Muhammad wanted to acquaint us with our own divinity, not prophethood but the divine nature of God that is your nature and my nature. You are not niggers. That's right. You are not coons. You may smoke reef and drink wine and do crazy, wicked things, but you are not a wicked person by nature. You have lent yourself to wickedness, but you are a divine creature that must now come into the knowledge and power of your own divinity. Own divinity. And no creature can resurrect you into your divinity. It takes God himself to bring you into your own divine nature. So we're not dealing with prophets. We have walked out of prophets teaching. This is the time and the presence of God. So I don't talk about God will come. God is already here. And he's working in me to resurrect you to your divine nature. And he's working in everyone that accepts his will. That's right. Listen Bear to what he said. Me. He said he's working in everyone who accepts his will. That's key. Because the scripture says, you're all God's children of the most high God. And then in the scripture, it talks about when they were speaking to Jesus, Jesus was basically saying, whenever you, it was asking about when we're going to see the father. He said, haven't I been among you all this time? And you ain't seen the father. When you see me, you see the father. That's because his mind had, had, had been lined up with the God. Same thing can happen between us. That's why scripture says your ways are not my ways. Your thoughts are not my thoughts. So that is the gap that you see here. So the minister said that same way you have the gap in thought. You can have that gap closed with thought. So it says in scripture that Christ had the mind of God. But then it also says let this mind that was in Christ be in you. So once you accept the mind, the Christ consciousness, the Allah awareness, not nothing spooky. Now, when we see you and you speaking the word of God and acting like a God, when we see you, we see God. Hmm. 
The Honorable Elijah Muhammad was more than a messenger, more than a prophet. He's a man made by God in the express image and likeness of God. The scripture says he thought it not mockery to be equal with God. Oh, brother, you talk about Jesus and you say, my Lord, my Lord, and you don't think that you and I stand in need of that Jesus right now to open these blinded eyes, to make these ears hear again, to make this tongue... Okay, is this Rashid? Have anybody looked at this Rashid X profile, y'all? Can somebody click on that profile and see if that's a real person? Because this person is confusing me. I don't know if they in the nation pretending like they're in the nation or what. But uh, I want to make, uh, you know, I want to make that plain as people watch, look at this comment. Because they got the last name X. We need to find out. Because this person, knows, it, it, it's weird. It's like it's a, I don't know, it's crazy. The comments that they're making. Speak again. To cleanse us from leprosy. Hypocrisy. To cleanse us from palsied hands and withered hands and broken legs and make us walk and stand tall like men and women again. This work, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad did in your midst, in your family, with some of your sons and some of your daughters and some of your friends. He showed the power of God to resurrect a black man and make him stand tall. Did you think that that was- A sister said, uh, Adina Gray said, maybe we should get rid of the religion and the title Muslim. Well, number one, uh, Muslim isn't a religion um, or Christian and focus on a relationship with God and relationship with each other. I think we need to dig deeper into the meaning of things and the words that we use, because when you think about it, when she says uh, focus on a relationship with God, when you look at the definition of Muslim, Muslim simply means one who submits their will to do the will of God, which is why we say Islam is not a religion. It is a way of life. It's not something that we pick up on Sunday, pick up on Saturday and we put it back down. It is our nature. It simply means one who submits their will to do the will of God, which is why I said or the uh, Jesus or Yeshua, whatever name y'all want to use. He said, not my will be done, but thy will be done, meaning that we are denying ourselves and submitting to the God, either the God. Uh, within or your higher self things of that nature a high level of thinking you see what I'm saying so um, don't really get what you meant by that because Muslim simply means one who submits their will to do the will of God now if you're talking about Arab culture or you're talking about something from the east that you may have read about in history that is not what we're representing or talking about work was over let me acquaint you with something that is a prophecy that we have just fulfilled. The great Jesus had some trifling disciples. Mm. The great honorable Elijah Muhammad had some trifling followers. He knew that we doubted. He knew that we did not have the sufficient faith. So the Jesus of the book kept saying to his disciples, O ye of little faith. Once they were in a boat and a great storm arose 
and the master was in the boat asleep. Mm, this is a good one. And as the winds began to buffet the boat about, the disciples became greatly afraid. And they didn't know what to do, so they went and woke up the master. Evidently, he wasn't afraid. He was resting comfortably. They said, Master, Master, the sea will destroy the boat. He woke up and said, Peace, be still. And the waters calm. And I imagine the disciples were, were blown, their minds were destroyed with this awesome power that their master and teacher had. And he said to them, Oh, ye of little faith, you know, don't marvel at the things you see me do. For you are going to do even greater things than this. That's right. Now, here's the teacher telling his disciples, his students, look what you see me do. I am going to empower you to do the same things and even greater, greater things. things. Mm. And the things that you see me do right now, don't marvel at that because my father is going to teach me greater things than this. And the things that he was hinting that his father was going to teach him was the control of the forces of nature. Where that when Jesus became Christ, which is a process of his own development, he wasn't Christ right off. He was Jesus. Mm. Listen, hear me good now, because Christ ain't his last name now. And as he began to grow into this power, Peter began to recognize it. And he said to the, his disciples, who do they say that I am? Mm. Because they were saying all manner of things about him. Is that right? And he said, well, the disciples said, well, they say you're that prophet who was to come. They say that you're Elias. They say that you're this. And so... He said to Peter, well, who do you say mm. that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living he God. He said, flesh and blood didn't reveal Jesus that. Jesus quickly said to him, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you. Mm -hmm. He said, but be careful. Tell no man what you have said today. Why? Why shouldn't I go and shout it off the mountaintop that this is the Christ? Why shouldn't I tell it? Why should I have to wait? Because it is not time to tell it. Mm. Tell it when I'm gone. Tell it after I've gone through my agony. Tell it after I've paid the price to be at his right hand. Then you go and tell them who I was in the midst of them. And not only will you tell them who I am, but I will make you my right hand to manifest the power that I'm now wielded on a heavenly level. Mm. That's key because a lot of people think when it says in the scripture that, oh, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. That just means that he's executing the will or ex uh, executing the mind of God. A lot of us think that means somebody's up there on a big old chair and somebody's in a smaller chair right next to him. No, that just means that you're an extension of them. Understand it, beloved. Those trifling disciples. They were so anxious, they wanted to know who was going to sit at the right. Who was going hey, Brother Kenneth uh, Gibson, he says, Only a fool would believe in Jesus, Muhammad, or any of those make-believe folk. Would you like to call in um, 
Farrakhan is a Freemason. No, he's not a Freemason. Do you know what a Freemason is? And have you seen the lecture of the minister on Freemasonry? Just that lecture alone will prove that he wouldn't be there. But I see Gibson, uh, Kenneth Gibson. Would you like to call in and I'll um, and we can listen to you uh, since you're not a fool and kind of teach us some of the stuff that you know. Uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Gibson, I see you coming. Would you like to call in? I give the number. You can call in. And since you're not a fool, I would allow you to come on and. You know, tell us a little something that you know uh, that can probably help us out. The normal credit healing customer. Is this you? Sick and tired of having derogatory items on your credit report and living with bad credit? Frustrated that your life is more expensive because of high interest rates and fees due to your poor credit? Not able to fund your own business because your credit stinks? Been turned down for a better job with more income just because you have low credit scores? Afraid of spending thousands of dollars on credit repair companies to fix your credit while not being sure about the outcome? Well, you've just found the right solution to your problems. You'll want to use our proven and easy do-it-yourself three-step program because it will get you approved for business loans and higher limits on your credit cards, make you more eligible to purchase your desired home, lower your interest rates, cause you to be the more favorable candidate for higher paying jobs, and even reduce your car insurance fees. You don't have to worry about not getting your money's worth because if you don't see changes or deletions made to your account within the first 60 days, we will offer you a 200% money back guarantee. Our only concern is that you see positive results. Join thousands of other happy credit healing customers and live a prosperous life by going to www.credithealing.org or calling us at 225-733-6429. Again, that is 225-733-6429 now. Who was going to be in the uppermost seats? He said, all oh, these poor, pitiful disciples of mine, they're so filled with vanity. And vanity would always keep us from seeing what we should see, understanding as we should understand. All right, we finna bring Kent on. his disciples that he was going to leave them. He hinted to them, I'm going away. And naturally, when he would say this to the disciples, they didn't want to hear it. Because... Thinking about life without the master. Thinking about being away from him where we couldn't call him up, ring him up, see him and talk to him and be counseled and comforted by him and even chastised by him. It's unbearable to a disciple. So when the Jesus would mention that he was going away, the disciples would close it off in their minds. And so as the time began to approach for him to leave, he would wow. drop his hints again. And he knew that one of those disciples who was at his table was going to betray him. He knew that the others didn't know, but he knew. He was so masterful that he would let a betrayer go on and deal his work because he did not want, he did not want to go against what was written in wow. the Holy Word. He couldn't get around it. He had to Did they stop the Google Hangout thing, y'all? Why can't I pull up my Google Hangouts anymore? Wow. That is amazing, y'all. Y'all know how I used to give people the Google number? I don't think it's... It looked like it's not available no more. That's weird. Did they delete it? 
I don't know how I'm going to do the call-in show now. Wow, that's amazing. You know what? Um, inbox. You know what? Hold on. He may be able to call through this right here. All right. I, I, think, I, I think I got it. He's going to have to call the phone. Here it is right here. Come on. Uh, Alright, that's the number right there, Kenneth. Call in. Let us hear this great knowledge that you have that can help us out. So we ain't got to be fools no more. In the meantime, let's get back to it. So go ahead, Judas, whatever you got to do, go on and do it quickly. He was a master teacher, and he had so much faith and confidence in his God that even when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, praying till sweat dropped off of his brow like blood, and he asked his father, Father, pass this cup away from me. He knew that he would have to taste death. And I mean, look. I don't know how it is to taste death. Oh, I found it. I don't know it. what it tastes like. I've seen so many dead people since I have been alive. I found it, y'all. we have buried. I know that I will taste it. But I imagine if I could see death coming after me tonight, I would ask God to pass the cup away from me because I don't feel like I'm ready yet. I want to work in the world a little bit longer. The Jesus did not want to leave, but he knew he had a rendezvous with destiny. He couldn't get... Yes, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's Kenneth Gibson. I'm calling from Albany, Georgia. Okay, yes, sir. So drop the nada, Jonas, that can help us out since we're fools. Well, first of all, do you know we're in the age where we're... We're in the age of Aquarius now. I'm asking you a question. This yes or no answer. I don't know. You don't know we're in age? Do you know what age we're in? What age are you in? I don't know. Well, let me tell you. Every 2,000, every 2,000 years, actually it's 2,500 years, we go through another eon. It's a change. We're going through a shift right now. That's why we're having all this stuff going on, all this confusion, uh, all these wars going on right now. Mm -hmm. The problem is we're going through a, 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 a shift change. Like we just, you, now you know the Bible, I'm sure. You know about Moses and everything when he came down from the mountaintop and he saw them people building that uh, golden calf. Do you know about that story, right? Mm-hmm. Now, what's the difference? You think we're going to stay in this Pisces? This is the age. Well, that age after the golden calf was Pisces. That was the fish. Do you understand that? We were in Pisces. That's why uh, Jesus went out and found Peter and said, we're going to make you a fisher of men. Everything is the fish. Everything you've seen has to do in your lifetime has to do with fish, mm -hmm. even on the back of the cars. And how, bro, and how, Jesus and, and how is your life better because you know the age of the age we're in? Well, 
let me tell you, let me tell you something, son. Uh, first of all, I'm a lot, I'm a lot older than you are. That's fine. Okay. All right. Peace family. Thank you for checking out the brother Ben X podcast. Many people are wondering what can I do now since digital real estate closed on October the 1st. I still want to learn how to make money on social media. I still want to learn how to market and I still want to learn how to build my brand. Well, there's one more way that you can do it. It's a couple ways, but I want to tell you all about the ABS tribe. The ABS tribe is weekly coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday for only $50 a month. If you are looking for accountability, if you're looking for a group of people that's willing to inspire you, help you out, support you, encourage you, you want to get inside of our ABS tribe because every Tuesday and Thursday, me and brother Jake or one of our more top million dollar friends or six figure friends are on teaching you every single week. If you want to join the ABS tribe, go to www.whatisabstribe.com, www.whatisabstribe.com. So I've experienced all this stuff that you have, you have probably, you probably just heard about or read about. That means you know? before you continue, that means you should be doing about twice as twice as much more and have yourself established a little bit more that you can, you know, give to us. Well, what are you talking about as far as my, what, what do you, what do you want to know? How is your condition different than all of us who are full since you know the age of the age we're well, in? Well, well, let me tell you, let me tell you in the eight, in the, if, if you, if you, if you recall, uh, they want you to do what at church? I don't care what church you go to now. They want you to believe. That's what I was trying to tell you. They want you to believe. But when you break down that word, it's a believing. It's a lie. They, the, what happened was, what you don't know is, the Jews, that's what I was trying to tell you, but it's hard to write it. What the Jews did, they, before the year... The, before let me the ask you a question. Century, so so you, don't, me, me, you don't believe, though? Hold on, I, I, before you go, I don't want to skip that believe part, because I was trying to see where you... you like you finna go oh, into no. something else. So you don't, you, don't, you, don't believe, you don't believe anything? Hey, do you believe your mama loves sir, you? Sir, you don't believe anything? The belief is for fools. Sir, you got to know sir, that. do you believe anything? Yes or no question? No, I don't believe so anything. Do I know do you, I don't do you, know. Do you believe... That you're, no, your, I just your, told you, I do not believe either. Is I your, know is your or car, I don't is your know. car going to start tomorrow? I don't know. So, will you go try to start it up tomorrow? Oh, yeah, my car going to start. Why? I took care, Why? I take care of my car. But, but somebody could have cut the line. Why are you going to go cut the, why are you going to go try to start well, wait, your, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, why are you going to, oh yeah, yeah, you got, okay, got you, I got you, I understand, but why are you going to go, because you did say, I don't know, Ferdinand, you tried to change it, why are you going to go attempt to turn the key in your car if you do not know for sure that it's going to start or not, can you answer that question, I just, I just want to answer that question. Okay, what's your question? Because I'm that's thank an you, ego. Thank you. I need you I, thank you. Thank, thank you. Uh, you say there's, you, there's you a said, difference between ego and spirit. Yes, sir. You but have you, to join the spirit and not the ego. All right, all right, the brother. ego is for brother, the can I, answer, the I have to ask you the question. Know. We don't have that much time. I want to get this question out. You said well, you I don't, don't know. You said, I'll, I'll, I said I'll okay. Well, I don't. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't want to hang up on you. I don't. So the question is, you don't know if your car is going to start tomorrow. So yes, why? I do. So it's, no, you it's don't. running now. My son driving. You don't know if your car's gonna start tomorrow when you I turn do it off. You already said know. you don't know. So no, obviously, I said so, that for your ego. No, you didn't. So if you don't know your car's gonna start tomorrow, why are you gonna go out there and twist the uh, and turn the key? 
Because I, I've, I've been, it's been starting. It's called logic. If it started yesterday, if it started the day before, then tomorrow, chances are it's going to start. So let me ask you this question. Did God... Did you have to take well, okay, okay, when I... My, logic, listen, I've had a car that I drove the, uh, yesterday. That's your problem. I've had a car that That's I drove in the, in the next you're morning. You're a believer. You're a believer. Okay, you're not a knower. But now you sound spooky. Now you sound worse than the people you might I know it sounds scary. No, I I'm, didn't say scary. Listen, you're not listening. Line. You're not listening, sir. You're I know, I know you're I know you're a lot older than me, but you're not listening. I didn't say scary, I said spooky. You gotta like spooky, when I'm scary, like, same thing. Look okay, up. go ahead. I'll let you speak and then, you know, because I want to be the bigger person here. So you talk and then I'll listen and then I'll talk and maybe you can listen. So I'll let you go first so we won't talk over each other like two grown men. Okay. Okay. Well what happened was the Jews didn't come around. They came out the caves uh, out of the... If you go look it up, do your history. The Jewish, those people down in Israel right now, those are not Jewish people. They came down out the mountain, out of, out of uh, Germany and Russia, and, and they, they wrote up. They wrote, they wrote the Old Testament and wrote themselves into the Old Testament. They, they tricked all of us. That's how they and they wrote themselves as God's chosen people. Now, when they and if you do your research, there was no Moses. You go to Africa. I've been to Egypt. Nowhere do they say they, there was a Moses. Nowhere do they say there was uh, uh, the uh, what they said the that uh, parture of the Red Sea where you got all those Israelites out of there. That never happened. It they did made happen. it up. That's make believe. It did happen. How you know? Because I seen a picture of Moses. I have him up on you my wall. You seen a picture? Come on, man. Come on. I can paint you a picture. No, I seen. Come on, man. I, I, you I, seen I, the movie? I seen. I seen. Oh, come I seen. On, man. Are you gonna you listen, know, brother? You're you not listening. Not there. You, you're still not you listening. Not there, How old did you say you were again? I didn't. You say you like twice my age, right? I didn't say. Do you have like? It's, it's, I usually get this. My problem. son is thirty years old. Okay, you know, that, my son's rapper. So that, you know, so that, man? that means you're young. That means you're a lot older than the age of thirty. I think it's a little immature that when I try to speak, you speak over me. I think old people. No, I think I think, I think when people are twice me. when people are, when call. people are twice my age, they shouldn't be speaking over me when I try to speak. Okay, okay. Well, may I speak, okay. please? Okay, Mr. Grown Man. May I speak, please? Speak your knowledge. Thank you. I have a picture of Moses on my wall, and I've seen Moses speak on video. As the minister was saying on the video, that the scripture is in all history, is written in prophecy. In fact, we're taught that it's 25% history, 75% prophecy. So the Moses who that told you're. You that? I just, I just said, said I, just, I just said, who said that? Who said that? The minister. I did. Whether you believe it or the Honorable what Minister Louis Farrakhan. So, oh, I respect. I respect Farrakhan. I respect all. But I wish. I really. I really. I really wish I can get my point out. Though I really, really wish I can. You can get your point across. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Everybody's uh, listening to you. Thank you, sir. Uh, so what I mean is, uh, the minister said uh, uh, that we're taught that it's twenty five percent history, seventy five percent prophecy. So the Moses that you're speaking of, the two thousand years ago, that's not even the Moses that I'm referring no, to. No, that wasn't Moses. When I speak, when I speak ago, of when I when I speak of Moses, I'm speaking of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we speak of the Israelites. We're not talking about the Jewish you're people right. that you're talking about because they are the so called Jews because they're not the real chosen people. We are the ones who are God's chosen people who are direct descendants of God. So that. Is what we uh, believe when it comes to that. So when you speak about those old people from two thousand years ago, that's not home referring to. Let's go to. back ten thousand. Let's go back ten thousand years. 
Let's go back to the Egypt then. Let's go back to the motherland. Do you know where all they got all this information from? From off the hieroglyphics. Okay. You understand that? Before before all this religion stuff came in, you know what God was? They seen God in everything. They was one with God. They seen God as the swastika. You know what the Jewish people use? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Hitler used? Mm -hmm. See, if you, you know, the Jews have taught us that the swastika is bad. But it's not. What was God in Egypt? Where was God in Egypt? No, 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 not where. They what? No, 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 no. Not rare. I mean, what? They they seen God in everything, but they worship the sun. Did they see themselves they as gods? Huh? Did they see themselves see, as gods? If you listen, I'm trying to tell you about the swastika. Anybody who, who knows, like, the Masons or whatnot, knows that the swastika has four, four, uh, uh, Four corners, four squares on it, four ninety-degree angles. When you multiply that four by four, you get a complete circle. Which means that was a circle. That was the sun. That was God. That was a symbol for God. What does God mean to you? And and what 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 Hitler was doing? What Hitler was doing? They say Hitler was wrong, right? I say he was not wrong. That's just in my opinion. What is because the Jews, because all these Jews, they called themselves the chosen people. They Once they came out of the mountains, they done migrated down to South Africa. They migrated down to, uh, to, uh, uh, to uh, so now America. We, now we're going into some history. I really, history, I, but buddy. I was, but this is not. You a, have to leave. You got to know. But listen, this, this you is you, you're talking about history. You said that we were fools. I want you to come on and tell us how you are in such a better condition because, because you you're believe. not a fool. Because you believe. Look it up. Look it up. Look what believing is. Believing ain't knowing. If you don't know, you guess it. That's make believe. Do you understand that? Believing, that's not knowing. That just means you don't know. What's wrong with not knowing? Yeah, if you don't know. What's wrong with not knowing? Fool. What's wrong with not knowing? You're ignorant. You're ignorant if you don't know. Okay, now pause. Pause. Didn't you say you you said you don't believe? You either know or you don't know. That's what you said out of your own mouth. Did you not say that out of your own mouth? I most definitely did. All right, so you're a fool too, right? Because you said you didn't know. Hey, look, uh, look. Let me say this: Is that right? I Am I right or wrong? Everything. Am I right or wrong? I do not know. Listen, listen. Am I right or wrong right. for saying that? You're right. All right, you're so right. you're along the fools with us, correct? I'm just a bigger. I'm just I'm bigger just not, fool. I'm an older not fool. On the same level, you guys. Is. So you're an older fool because I'm still learning. I'm learning. So you're a bigger I'm older still fool. Still learning stuff. I don't believe anymore. So you're just an older fool, right? No, I don't believe anymore. Okay. You call me what you like. You no, you I'm not. No, I don't think you're a fool personally. I personally don't think that's you're, being you're a fool. That. I don't believe. No, I'm asking you. These are your words. These ignorant. are your words. Say ignorant. No, you said say fool. Say ignorant. So now when it comes to Fuck you. That. Say ignorant, so, so now when you say. So now. <laughs> so now when it's to you. It is fool. And all that cussing. That really doesn't change anything. That just shows you. Don't yeah. have, that shows you have a lack of discipline. That's all. That, no, you, yes. you, I don't you, have a you're not you're not you're not moving nothing with all that cussing. You're not you moving nothing. Sheep, man. You guys are sheep. 
You guys, there ain't no heaven, now, man. Now it's been, now hell, it's been revealed about who you really are. Now you, hello, can you finish? Heaven and hell you finna hear this dial tone now. Now you can, now you can listen to the dial tone. We're not gonna deal with the disrespect. So now, as you can see, who the real fool is. That's why you know you can't pay attention to the comment section because a lot of people in the comment section they just want to talk, and you find out who they really are when you talk to them respectfully. So let's move on with the show. The crown until he had suffered the cross. So there he said, pass the cup away from me. And he prayed in that garden. And the scripture says, God heard his prayer. Meaning what? Don't tell me I'm praying to God to deliver me. And God heard me and I'm not delivered. When the scripture says, God heard his prayer, that meant don't worry about it. Go on through what you got to go through, but I'm going through it with you. <laughs> if you taste death, I am the root of life and the root of death, and I am the master of both. Go on through it, and you will appear to them as that. Mm. But I want you to taste it. How else can I prove my power that I have the power to resurrect all that are dead in the grave, not the physical dead. Mm, not the, the physical dead. Mm. That's actually what he was trying to touch on when he was cussing and stuff. He said, not a physical dead, but a mental dead. So our work is to give life to the dead, our people who are dead, not physically, but mentally and spiritually. Knowledge that was that will wake them up from the condition that they in first mentally, which will then uh, reflect their condition physically so much so the honorable Elijah Muhammad said you he said um, our people live in the slum because the slum lives in their mind so we are being taught about a heaven and a hell after we die in the sweet by and by in the sky but no the honorable Elijah Muhammad said heaven is here right now heaven is here in your mind it's the condition of the mind that turns into as a result a condition that you're living in so they use those as scare tactics tactics by saying if you don't obey me you're going to be burning forever and if you just take what i'm giving you you're going to have your all your joy up in the sky so we have to be mindful about these things as well because those are some of the tricks that we use and that's also an excuse that we use to live however we want to live we think i can just go kill somebody do what i gotta do 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 all this stuff and then right before i die i say a prayer and i'm gonna go up to this great place where i'm gonna see tupac michael jackson everybody else Jesus went through it. Can you imagine those disciples looking at him on that cross? This powerful man that calmed the winds. This powerful man that raised the dead. Alright, now we finna go block, block Kenneth from the uh, Facebook chat. Because you're not going to spam the page. Now you feel a little bit embarrassed. Because you lacked your discipline. Now you just want to spam the page. Keep calling a sheep. When obviously you are the one. So let me go and block you real quick so you can go to bed. And I know I know a lot of older brothers be needing that sleep, man. Y'all be sleeping, man. Let me go and help you out here. Let me go and block you real quick. You know, because you can't spam the comments. Now you got to make a new profile and come back in. So I holler at you, man. I tried to give you a chance, man, but you were just too disrespectful, man. You got to work on that as an elder. Have a black-tastic night. All right. Back to the show. This powerful man that did all these miraculous things, now like a common thief, he was in prison. And people are talking about him like a dog, and he opens not up his mouth. 
Isaiah the prophet said he was like a sheep before his shearers dumb. The shearer is taking all the wool off of him and he's not opening up his mouth. It was supposed to be his trial. But every man that has his day in court talks. But here was a man that was in court saying nothing. False witnesses rose up against him. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So they finally said, crucify the man. And there he was, hanging on the cross. Just picture this. A man hanging. Is this you? Mm. King of the Jews? Put a crown of thorns on his head. Nail his hands, nail his feet. He cried out. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Mm. My God. Why have you, Why have you forsaken, forsaken me? me? He was down going into death and he thought that the God may not have heard his prayer. But the God knew a little deeper than that servant. Don't worry about a thing. And he gave up the ghost. And when he gave up the ghost, they took him down off the cross and put him in a tomb and thought he was done for. And the poor disciples, Peter denied him. The rest of the disciples went crazy. You don't read nothing in the Bible that says that. <laughs> the brother said, not really, brother. I'm an older brother. I would like to think. No, man, I said some other brothers. Man, I said I know some of the older brothers. Not all older. I know it ain't everybody now. <laughs> brother said, no, nah, brother, I'm an old brother now. He don't represent us. Nobody say nothing about the man Jesus. He opened their eyes. He made them hear. He raised them to life. Mm. But wouldn't nobody speak a good word about it? Mm. He was dead. He was gone. Peter there, broken, denied him. James and John, all of them shutting their mouth until a woman went by the tomb and said, Hey, he ain't here. Mm. She went and grabbed John and Peter and said, Hey, John and Peter, he ain't there. Peter and John breaking out for the tomb. I can't believe this. When they got to the tomb, the master was gone. When they saw him again, he was in gardening clothes. They didn't even recognize him. They walked up on him. <laughs> and didn't even see him. Didn't even know him. Because he was in gardening clothes, working in a garden. Mm. Don't touch me. They met him again in the day of Pentecost. And he empowered them with the Spirit. And they were mo no more disciples. They had become now apostles of his. The common men had never seen him anymore. He went on his journey to heaven, as the book says, to sit at the right hand of his father, meaning to execute the power of the mind of God. Look at this, brother. The scripture says, God put under his foot everything except he himself. That's why Christians ain't wrong to pray in Jesus' name. Christians are not wrong even to pray to Jesus because the power was in his hand now to deal with his friends and to deal with his enemies. Let's understand. I know you're looking back. But I want to acquaint you with Jesus tonight. Come on now. Hmm. 
all the Muslims that's in this audience tonight, if you remember all the ministers that used to teach the history of Jesus, they would always bring it to the modern times. Is that right? Every teacher would bring it up to today and show you that the man that you thought was yesterday was in our midst today doing the work that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is the author of. Is that right? So we knew that the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was the Jesus of the book. That's right. We believe that. When did your belief stop? In 1975. Why did it stop in 1975? Because you believe that death overtook the master in 1975. Is that right? And what happened for three years after that? You didn't hear nobody talking about the man Elijah. The man was gone. The man was dead. The man was out of time. The man spoke a lie. The man was false. The man was wicked. The man was this. The man was that. And here you are, strong men, strong women. That's this is Josh. The of what that man on his taught. first day of You went back to sucking on a hog bone. Mm. You went back to sleeping with that nasty, stinking white woman. You went back with that white man and went back to doing all the evil. Elijah never sent you back there. Your Jesus never sent you back there. But you went back there because you disbelieved in the power that brought you up and made you what you are. Ooh, the minister on fire. Godly. All right. Now look. Three days later, three years later, you heard the voice of one of Elijah's disciples. Listen, he's breaking it down. Listen to the, remember how I said three days? Then one came up. Listen to the. Listen to the allegory and the stories and see the meaning of what they what the story means in real life. That's what he's breaking down. Standing up. And I said, we're going to rebuild the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Mm. And the talk started going among three years later. They said, that nigga think he's crazy. That nigga think he going to rebuild this. I'm super. I don't never want no nigga to tell me nothing again. I ain't never, I ain't never, as long as I live, gonna allow nobody to tell me how to live, how to walk, how to sit, how to stand, how to dress. I'm through, baby. Mm. I'm through. Mm -hmm. Am I lying? You said it. And hey, brother and sister, I said it too. That's right. I went right on back with you. I went out of it with you. But when I stood up, you know that the government of America broke this movement mm -hmm. from within through one that kissed the master. And we thought loved his master who was his own father. But he hated his father. And the hatred of his father have now come out of his mouth. It don't just leak out, it comes out in current. And he produced a house. Somebody said, no disrespect, but I really don't under, under understand you, young man. I'm a Christian and will forever remain one, but I'm going to need a little feedback from you on what you believe because I'm confused. Maybe you should go down my page 
um, that'll help you out a little bit. But in a bean shell about what I believe, I believe in freedom, justice and equality. And I believe that ye are all God's children of the most high God. And when we begin to submit ourselves to the God, the essence of God that dwells within and begin to follow our higher selves in that self-accusing spirit within, we'll be able to have the power not to just say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, but demonstrate that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So that's what I believe in a bean shell. Full of hatred for that which once gave us life. You know I'm telling it right. But look, since Allah blessed me to stand up, many of you thought I was crazy. You said that nigga? I know what you said now. I ain't going to rehearse all the things that... That you said about me, because we'd be here all night. Mm -hmm. But I can forgive you, because I know you didn't understand. That's right. I was coming to understand a little bit myself. Mm. So you thought all kind of things about me. The man want money. The man want fame. Mm -hmm. What in the world would I be doing messing with you if I want money? Come on. They don't know the money he de he denied. They don't know you he was getting paid. Black people. You give money to white folks. Mm, think about it. If I wanted money, I'd be doing what you're doing, selling dope. Right. Good point. If I wanted money, I'd hustle black women. Because there ain't no money working for you. It ain't nothing but hell and hard times trying to wake up black people. Too. You ain't no easy thing to deal with. You the worst damn people that ever lived on the earth. And only God could love you. We've been made dumb, deaf, and blind. Originally, we are the original man, but we've been made dumb, deaf, and blind by our enemy is what he's saying. Uh, here we have become as scripture says a habitation of devils we are now following after them and even doing ourselves like they was doing it so it had to take God himself to come to seek that which was lost and make the tail once again the head and I know and y'all just heard the phone call you know, this is, this ain't no easy work. So that's a good point he made. You know, people saying they want to get in this for money. Listen, man, ain't, ain't nobody just trying to throw money. You know how many people cuss us out? How many people come after us? You know, he could have kept doing music. He was doing, he was making money already with music. He gave that up for the truth. So when people say those things, you know, that's a good point he made. Shoot, if that was, if I just wanted money, shoot, we'd be, you could sell dope. You can scam people. You can, you know, do credit card fraud or, you know, work for some white man. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody just getting rich out here off that. Got to build businesses or something. Tell me I'm lying. You hard-headed, hard-hearted, stiff-necked and rebellious people. You hate your damn self and hate anybody that love you. Mm. If we don't love the white man that destroys you, you hate us. Mm. You are damn fool people. And it take a God to love you enough to want to suffer from your evil mouth and your evil hand to make something out of you. But Elijah Muhammad suffered in your midst for 44 years. Mm. So I know I can suffer a few. That's right. I had a good example in front of me. That's right. And I got one in front of me. 
You all thought your brother was crazy. But every day, you begin to see. Maybe your brother is right. Maybe we all should now stand up for the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Remember the song, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus? Why would you have to say that? Because the people were laying down mm. on the very man that meant life to them. Don't lay down on this man. Stand up for him. The white man is not going to stand up for him. You stand up for him. You know what he did for black people, then stand up for the man. And when you stand up for him, God will help you to stand as he helped me to stand. Now, people say, but that Elijah, I don't think he was such a good man. Hey, but now that's in the book. They didn't think Jesus was such a good man either, did they? But I wonder, were you around in the days of Abraham? Of course not. But if you were, how would you think of Abraham? Abraham is so righteous, he's called a friend of God. Now I want you to check this out with me. Mm. He has a wife. His wife, Sarah, is barren. She can't produce children. Sarah has a handmaiden named Hagar. And Abraham goes into Hagar and produces a child. You say, well. This title is called God is Present. Now, I don't want you to excuse Abraham. We want to understand God's working. Hagar's pregnant. She bears a child. Sarah then gets pregnant. She bears a child. Sarah don't want Hagar and her child in the house. I mean, let's go back in time and look at this thing. Sarah started whispering in Abraham's ear, look, I've had it. You tell her, get out of my house and take her baby with her, Abraham. You would think that Abraham would say, now wait just a minute, Hagar. <laughs> no, that's right, Sarah, thank you. I'm not going to put Hagar out. We made an agreement. That's my child. Seemed like Abraham went along with it. Out you go, baby. <laughs> now here's Hagar in the wilderness, running with her child. No, man, she left Abraham's house. Abraham is supposed to be her protector. Abraham is supposed to be her defender. Abraham is supposed to be her maintainer, her provider. But Abraham, her maintainer, her provider, her protector, puts her out and don't provide for her. Yet he's the friend of God. Hmm. I got to stretch my imagination here 
Hmm. I want to know how could Abraham be the friend of God and do something like that to that woman? And if you were a contemporary of Abraham, how would your tongues be wagging? Mm. <laughs> Nothing to do with that damn Abraham. How the hell could he be a man of God? Look what he did to hell. <laughs> to hell with him and everything he represents. Can you see your mouth? I know what you would have done. I know what you already done. Mm. With that terrible mouth. Because you don't understand the ways of God. Hagar running in the wilderness, right? Check it now. She's running between two hills, the Sapphire and the Mawa. And she's about to give up hope. And then she lays her baby down. We so focused on what we disagree she's with. She's gonna man. die too. Differ. And at the foot of her baby comes a well, a bubbling well of water called the well of Zamzam today. Give me a, if y'all want to see black people free, give me a thumbs up in the comment section. If you want to see our people free right now as we live, give me a thumbs up. And Hagar was nourished in the wilderness. So was her baby. Now what do you think that's in the scripture for? Hmm. Have not you noticed, listen to me carefully, that as you go through the scripture, you find women alone with their children and no father to help them. Why? Mm. You read of Moses. You don't read too much about Moses' father. Moses' mother had to put him in a basket and the boy was floated down the Nile. Somebody else had to rear him. Go on through the book. When you get to Jesus, you get a very, um, very uh, hazy picture of his father. Though you know he had to have had one. Otherwise, he couldn't be here. They tell you that she became pregnant and the next thing we know, she and her baby, not the father, the mother and the baby. Did you hear me? Not the father. So a lot of people are putting up thumb, putting their thumbs up right now. Well, since we all are putting our thumbs up and want to see black people free. That is a common ground that we can come together on. Y'all may disbelieve something I believe in. I may disbelieve something you believe in. But the fact that you want to see black people free and I want to see black people free, let's just leave it right there. I'm not going to worry about your personal beliefs. You ain't got to worry about my personal beliefs. You do what you personally believe can help our people. I do what I personally believe can help our people. You find out where you can agree with me and we work together. I find out where I can agree with you. We work together on common grounds based on our skills and what we do. And let's just focus on that. All right. I think that I think that'll be a good start to waking our people up. The mother and the baby is the mother and her baby 
on a camel fleeing out of Palestine into Egypt. No father to rear that child. It's the mother Ooh. and her child alone. Why? Where's father? Read about Prophet Muhammad. You don't read about the influence of a father. You read more about the influence of an uncle and a grandfather, but not a father. Read about Yaqub. You don't read about a father. You read about the influence of an uncle, but not a father. Why is it that the women of the scripture were always alone? No man involved. Mm. And why are you black woman? Mm, mm, mm running in this wilderness with your children alone with no man why does god do this what does he have in his mind i mean those of you who are acquainted with the domestic life of the army elijah muhammad you understand some of what i'm talking about and if you're not well you'll grow into it. now brothers and sisters when God wants to produce a child that is out of the ordinary, he produces conditions that are out of the ordinary. Wow, look at that. And he makes you cope with extraordinary conditions mm. to bring out of you extraordinary power. You know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but here recently I've been getting to how I was born in prison. Um, I never really revealed that uh, until maybe two years ago. Uh, but it's a story. It's a, it's something that's a part of my life that I'm now, you know, sharing with people. You know what I'm saying? Like, and when he just said that about how the condition. So he's setting the condition. Ooh, that's powerful, boy. Let me go back to what he said. I said, oh, boy, that's powerful. That. Let me go back. What do you say? Oh, he makes your condition utter, uh, uh, unordinary. He produces conditions that are out of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary. And he makes you cope with extraordinary conditions mm. to bring out of you extraordinary powers mm, mm, mm. to prove something beyond what you thought, for instance. Let's go to Abraham. Of course, the same thing happened in the Garden of Eden, but I don't want to deal with that. And we'll take it from Genesis all the way to Revelation. But brothers and sisters, this bears on what I'm about to tell you. Ooh, minister getting deep. Hagar, being out of Abraham's house, had not the comfort and protection and maintenance of the man who fathered her child. That's an awful position to put a woman in, hmm. isn't it, sister? Sometimes when you're like that, sister, you want to commit suicide. Sometimes you feel as though you can't make it. But then you reach within. Listen to me good. Listen. You reach where? Within. Within. And you begin to find that there's a power mm. bigger than the man that fathered your child. And that even though he's not there, 
to protect and maintain and guide and nurture you. That you are never without a nurturer, but sometimes you've got to reach beyond the physical person mm. to the power that maintains the that person, person That's that right. you have become dependent on. Come on. He teaching Hear now. Me now. Ooh. Are you listening? He teaching. Hagar reached beyond Abraham and she found God. Mm. And she found reliance on the same power that her uh, father or her protector or her husband relied on. That's right. That's it. So even though she was alone in the wilderness, she was not alone at all. She was quite comforted because the power that comforted Abraham comforted Hagar. Mm -hmm. She had to understand that. Now, if you go to Jesus, come right up from, from there to Jesus. By Mary having to fend for herself, it produced in Mary, listen to me carefully, a certain spiritual quality that could nurture a child into spiritual dimensions. Hear me, please. Mm. Woman, it's not always good that you have everything that you like. Woman, it's not always good that you have everything that makes you happy. Sometimes when God has a purpose for you beyond the purpose that you have for yourself, he will purposely deprive you of something that you feel you need and you want mm. so that he can bring out of you Ooh. a quality that you would never know you had because that quality is absolutely necessary to produce a child of divine dimension ready to take on a divine destiny. Ooh. That's teaching, boy. Boy, the minister be dropping them Jews, man. Please. Golly. If you a sister right Mary now, you ain't getting fired up. From the man you ain't loved, listening. That fathered her child, longing for him, but separated by at least a thousand miles. Distance separated them. But then she called on a power that comforted her. She didn't have the physical comfort of the man that she loved. She didn't have the sexual contact with the man that she loved because sometimes sex can get in the way of a divine idea and plan. That's right. Because you get so wrapped up in the joy that you get for the few minutes of sexual contact that you lose the spiritual joy that you get from spiritual contact. Mm. But Eat. God wanted Mary to know him in a unique way. That's right. So that Mary could nurture Jesus. Now Jesus know he got a father. And Jesus, like any other boy, like me, as a young boy growing up without my father, like you as a young man growing up without your father, hmm. and you as a young woman not knowing oft times the strength of your own father but by not knowing it 
you have a longing to experience what you have not known. Wow. Are you with me? That's deep. I, as a young boy, kept asking my mother to tell me about my father. She didn't like him, evidently. He treated her so badly, maybe. She didn't care that I knew too much about him. She would tell me things that might turn off the average young man, but I was persistent. I wanted to know my father. Mm. I wanted to know that which was the essence of my life. That is natural in every human child to know their father. Do you think it's an accident that only in the New Testament, only in the New Testament, in no other scripture is God referred to as Father? Mm. Uh oh. Uh oh. Come on. Bear with me, please. Finna get deep. Beloved, brothers and sisters, I yearn to know my father. And when I thought I would get close to know him, he had died. And so I grew up with an emptiness. Let me tell y'all something, man. Let me give y'all a little piece of me. I was born in prison and I recall visiting my biological because I had a mother and a father or, or mother and dad but it wasn't my biological they took me in so I was born in prison 10 days later they came pick me up but what's crazy as the minister speaks about this and says this because honestly y'all this is my first time viewing this lecture that's the reason i'm going live because i'm actually viewing this for the first time as well so when he says naturally has a yearning for the father when i was younger well back to what i was about to say i only i only recall seeing my biological mother two times maybe when i was like five and it's kind of it's, it's very vague um, I never seen my biological father until he was in his casket. I seen him for the very first time. Well, probably like a picture or something first, but for the first time in his casket, I didn't I didn't grow up being around them, didn't know him, didn't talk to him on the phone, none of that. So I literally have over 20 brothers and sisters and only know about five of them. I don't even know all of my my biological siblings. Uh, this is probably my first time saying this on uh, live. But um, as he's saying this, when I was younger, I used to always wonder what did I wonder what my biological father would do. I wonder what my biological father would say. And I used to have like this, this like natural like, man, I wonder what my biological, even when I was younger, like, man, I wonder what he was like. I wonder, did he like basketball? You know, I wanted these. I never said anything because I'm really an introvert. I just get, I just come alive on videos, but I'm really an introvert. I sit in the room and be the quietest. So I never really said anything about it. But now, now that the minister's saying this, it's so amazing how he says that God would allow you to be born in certain conditions to shape you. Then he talks about the father thing. And I can just only see myself. Well, not just myself, but it just makes me reflect on my life. Like, wow, that's amazing, man. How the, how the, how these teachings are just really you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Just to ask you. Avoid. My mother read my brother and I all alone, like many of you are rearing your children all alone. And sometimes when the man is not there, you just give up. 
on life for yourself and you start living for your children. And sometimes because you don't get the love that you really need, mm. you can only find that love in a spiritual relationship with the divine supreme being. Whether you go to church or don't go, you're constantly talking to this great one. And he becomes so real in your life till you become comforted mm. by the absence of that man. And then you translate that comfort to the children that comes to you from a divine power that you do not see but you feel is present. You translate that into a real body of knowledge and you teach it to your That's children. Right. See, man, I know my father's voice. I knew he was going. I, I told you I haven't seen this lecture, but just studying the minister, I be knowing where he going with stuff sometimes. Them of a spiritual quality, but now the longing to meet their father mm. is growing and growing and growing. Man, that's amazing, boy. When Jesus was 14 years old, he was ready for his mission among the Jews. He left his mother and he had a connection now, a divine connection to a divine father. And because of the loneliness and the searching and the longing for a father, when he ultimately made a connection to God who is his true father, mm. he gave himself totally and that father began to shape him and mold him into the greatest being that ever lived. Now, what does that have to do with what we are talking about today? Uh-oh, he finna wrap it up. Bring it home. Open up the book of Revelation. He finna tie it together. And in the book of Revelations, you see a woman traveling a child. Mm. And a dragon standing in front of that child, ready to devour the child as soon as the child is born. Mm. What does the Where dragon the mean? Father? He's not around. It's the woman, her baby, and a dragon in front mm. of that woman. So that woman now, the book said, took on the wings of an eagle. I wonder if he's going to break what the dragon that down. What does mean? No. Brother, so you have to pardon me, because, you know, I, this truth is so beautiful, and it has so much connection, and as I'm teaching you, I'm learning myself, because as Allah reveals it, and you see into it, if I just light up here like a bulb, don't pay it any attention, but you better know that something bigger than Farrakhan is behind him, moving him. That's right. Ooh. Fire. Just like you, mother alone you take on wings as an eagle and an eagle can fly higher than any other bird and when you are set with an enemy in front of you you are traveling you want to protect your life this baby then you got to take on the wings you have got to find God you have got to soar way above yourself to find the power to get uh, relief and get around what you see mm, good teacher now, this woman that you've been reading about in the scripture 
Now let's bring it down to our time. Uh-oh, here it is. He's tying the knot. Come on. As I said in the church yesterday, we are motherless children. There it is. Oh, yes, dear mothers, you mothered us. You did the best you could. But you did not know how to nurture your children into their divine nature. Because the white man never allowed you to grow into yours. So all you could do for us is do the best you could. I had a lovely mother. She's a real dark woman. Black and stately. A magnificent mother. I never saw my mother asleep. When I got up, my mother was up. When I went to bed, my mother was up. She was up working through the night, sewing to make money so that I could go to school and music school with my brother. She was up early in the morning getting my breakfast. I never laid down in a dirty bed. I always had clean shirts, clean underwear, clean socks. She didn't have a lot of money, but what she had, she would go with run stockings to provide something for me and my brother. Yet this marvelous black woman <clears throat> who made sure that I grew up to love black, she didn't know how to nurture me into that divine nature, but that woman took on wings. She took on wings. That was a praying woman because she had to pray. That was a believing woman because she had to believe because she didn't know how she was going to make it from one day to the next. But by my growing up at her hands, she taught me in a very unique way. And look, brother, I'm no different than any one of you because your mothers took flight also. And you are not an ordinary little black boy. You are a, a boy with a divine destiny. And so are you, black woman. You just need to meet your father. Mm. And oh, brothers and sisters, it's a marvelous thing to understand that we are the people of Almighty God. And just as, as the womb of a woman is barren and dark, having the egg but not experiencing the sperm, mm. she will be barren. So it is in divine life. God never comes when the people are able to solve their problems. He always waits until they cannot solve their problems, which means their minds are enveloped in darkness like the womb. And then God presents himself as a man presents himself to a woman. And he courts one from among the people just like a man courts a woman. Mm. He woos him. I mean, look, it's a real thing. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When you're longing for somebody, 
Listen to me good now. You got the imagery in your brain. You haven't met the man yet. But when he stops by your window, you say, I think that's him. Mm. <laughs> and when you're sure, it's almost like love at first sight. And if that man is careful and equally as loving, hear me now, he will tenderly, tenderly, and softly, and sweetly, and gently bring you under the power of his love. Softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. What are you talking about? Mm. You never understood that. It's that soft, gentle call, and you come. And when you come to him, you don't come like this. You come like this. And when you submit to him, you begin to take on his characteristics. When a woman falls in love with a man, she doesn't just give up her body, she gives up herself. <clears throat> you didn't hear me. Oh, God, I could teach you on it all night, but we ain't got that kind of time. This is some heavy drama. Y'all got to pardon me. But I didn't know what I was going to say tonight. <laughs> Brother Harold looked at me a few minutes ago. He said, Brother Park, are you sitting in this restaurant eating and laughing? <laughs> Have you thought about what you're going to say tonight? He didn't tell me I had to think about it. He just told me to go stand up. <clears throat> and I bear witness he's right. I ain't opened a book yet. But every one of you in here tonight, if you listen, by Allah's help, not one of you will go away untouched by what I'm saying. So it ain't me talking. That's the point. Something so much bigger, so much more profound, brother and sister. Look, something is happening in America. You've got to be acquainted with it. Look, beloved. When a woman is cared for properly by a man, listen to me now, brother, because you are very rough and uncouth. In your no 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 wait 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 no, I'm not talking about you it's me to us come on we in the same boat all right does it make it easier now can I go back to my subject <laughs> <laughs> brothers we are rough we are uncouth we are not gentle you talk to women in a way that you turn off that part of them that you should be trying to, to develop. See, there's a divine part in a woman that men never meet because they always want to meet a woman on a sex level first. And that's the last thing you should be concerned with. 
because that takes care of itself. It's so mundane, it's so, it's so frivolous, it's so quick. It really takes care of itself. But since you were made in haste, you are hasty. That's the Quran's teaching, brother. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's take on our wings. Let's get it up there. Don't want you to think vulgarly, because I'm not speaking as a vulgar man. Beloved, listen. When a woman is handled properly, she falls in love from here. Mm. And from the crown of her head to the sole of her feet, she becomes completely yours. <laughs> That's a heck of a responsibility, brother. <laughs> See, men can't handle that. They don't know how to handle that. They don't know how to handle that. And when she's like that, she doesn't want to be her anymore. She wants to be you. Say, oh, come on, Farrakhan, how would you know that? I'll tell you in a minute. Because there's a woman in every man. Mm. Wait a minute now, brother. I don't want you to start breaking your hand right away now. No, brother, wait a minute. Just, just let me explain it first. Don't don't go to Nutville on me right away. He said Nutville. I am a woman to a man. And I am a man to many men who become to me like women. <laughs> oh, you didn't hear me. Uh, that's why I know what a woman is. Because I have to be one in order to know what one is. I have to be a woman in order to teach a woman her own. Mm. But um, somebody just said, Brother, how do you deal with temptation? I saw your self-control when the guy was yelling and cussing. But I don't think I can do that. I think um, the knowledge is what grants the self-control and the patience because I know how our people are. Um, I kind of knew his character before he came on the phone based on the comments that he was putting. Um, so when it showed itself, I wasn't surprised. It's kind of like Moses and the wise man. The reason Moses was so uh, adamant like that towards the wise man, even though the wise man was trying to help him and save them, is because Moses didn't have a comprehensive knowledge. And if only Moses had a comprehensive knowledge, he wouldn't have called the wise man the names that he called him because he would have knew. See, but because we don't know, that leads us to not having patience. It's kind of like, do you know you powerful or do you just say it? See, because if I know I'm powerful, I can be patient when during the government shutdown. If I know I'm powerful, I can be patient. I can understand that I have the ability to overcome when somebody fires me from a job that I had. See, 
So because I know and have a comprehensive knowledge of what I'm capable of or what you're capable of, you're able to be a little bit more understanding and patient within your situation. So it's just about studying. And the more we study, the more we get a comprehensive knowledge about things and about how people are. And we're able to respond in a higher way because I always say we can't control what anybody does, nor can we control what anybody say, but we can control how we respond. That's the key. That's what it really means in scripture when it means when it says turn the other cheek. That don't mean let somebody hit you in your cheek and then you just keep letting them beat you up. Turn the other cheek mean no. You don't lead you don't meet that like for like with that attitude, that dirty attitude. You be a bigger person. Turn the cheek on that. We already know what that is. Let them grow. So I gotta be a man in order to find men and make men out of them. But you cannot be a man until you first become a woman. Mm. Okay. I know they thinking on break it down, minister. I know this is heavy. Break it down you now. Better get this whole thing in its context. That's right. Get it in context. We don't make no faggots here. That's right. I want you to understand what I'm saying. Now hear me. Teach. Carefully. Everybody all right? I know it's heavy, but if you couldn't bear it, we wouldn't talk about it. Are you all right? Minister whipping it up. More minutes? All right, let's go in. Let's get down a little deeper now. Okay, now listen carefully. Now, I'm going to give you the... And you notice when I speak, the sisters bear me witness? Why would they give me a witness? Because I'm touching something so deep and profound in them. Mm. And they don't hear black men talk like this because black men don't know the nature of a woman. Because they have never been that themselves. And I don't understand you, Father You better get to it and break it down. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let us take your time. <laughs> Pardon me while I chuckle. It's just too sweet. And when it unfolds, it's going to be so simple. Now, let me show you, please. All right. Break it down. Now, look. When the woman is totally in love with you, she becomes your disciple. Hmm. She becomes disciplined by your word. She wants to lose herself to find you. And so when she's in that state and she receives the germ of life from you, she wants to shape it and mold it just like you. She's so happy when she's pregnant with you She's joyous. I'm carrying him now within me. Mm. Listen to this now. I am filled with him. And as you grow in her, she's profoundly excited by a, really what you would call a self-creation. Mm. Because she's not conscious. Now it's time for you to move out of the stage right. into a clot. Now embryo. Now fetus. 
She ain't thinking about nothing. That's right. But it's happening within her. Mm. Bearing witness to God's own self-creation in the womb of the darkness of space. Ooh, Hear me now. Trip of darkness. There it is. As you begin to grow and she's full with you. If you treat her most properly while she's carrying you. Even if you have to be away from her. If she knows that you care. She has another relationship with you on a very high spiritual level. And then she begins to shape her womb. And when the baby comes forward, they say, mm, Look just like you. Spit that child out. Huh? Then she takes you and puts you on her breast. Mm. Not big you. Little you. You see. Little you. Mm. And that's a marvelous experience for a woman to nurse little you and see you again drawing from her breast not only milk but drawing from her breast the chemistry of her love because mm. it is the chemistry of her love that truly nurtures and develops that baby Ooh, boy the minister be teaching me I don't know what y'all be talking about boy the Quran teaches that every physical thing has a spiritual counterpart mm. as above so below in the book of revelations it is a woman. Notice the Bible's symbolic language. Symbolic. There was a wonder in heaven. A woman clothed in the sun, hmm. standing on the moon with 12 stars in her crown. Isn't that Magnificent language. A woman clothed, wrapped, garmented in the sun, standing on the moon with 12 stars in her crown. This woman is absolutely being developed by light. Mm. She's enveloped in the light of lights. And she's Standing as master over a lesser light, the moon. And she's crowned with 12 crowns or stars in her crown. This woman is not a physical woman like you. Listen. But this is a man woman. Mm -mm. What? What? Yes, yes. What is a man woman? Come on with it. Just like your womb is dark, but it can germinate life. Mm. The mind of the people that walk in darkness is a womb that can germinate life. Mm. And since God is the light of the world and he carries the germ of the truth, 
Then he looks for the proper womb, woman, the proper mind to deposit his word in. Come and on. that one whom he injects it's gonna give birth. Come on. The truth into that one's mind. That one becomes to God as a woman, and he, God, becomes to that one as a man mm. and a husband. And that woman gives birth. That mind gives birth to other people. As the woman falls in love with the man, so does the prophet fall in love with God. Mm. Do you hear? He weaving that thing together, ain't he? Ooh, he tying it up. God woos the prophet. He makes the prophet sure of his uh, participation in her affairs. I say her now because I'm using the feminine gender to describe a masculine entity. Mm. Just bear with me, please. Teach us. The woman meets the man unsteady, unsure, but the more she meets him, the more she knows him, the more he, he woos her with the power of his wisdom. She finds great strength in him, and she begins to rely on him. And that's the way a prophet is, by God. God shows the prophet, I'm with you. I'm holding your hand. I'm guiding you. I'm protecting you. I'm feeding you. Trust in me. Rely on me. And then when that prophet knows that his God is able and with him, he gives himself over completely to God. He does not want to be him. He wants to be what God is. So God makes him, mm. shapes him and molds him by the vessel of his love. The vehicle is his love for God, and God must make the prophet fall in love with him. Then with that love, he can shape him and mold him into himself. The prophet gives up his life to accept the life of God. Then the prophet is the woman of God, but then the prophet becomes the man, the father, and the germinator of life for a whole nation. Mm. Do you see it? Now let's go to Revelation. Everybody all right? I'm almost finished now. Bear with me. It's Monday night. I know he got to work tomorrow. Ooh, this was a Monday Man, night. got a job. Good God. No times are hard, you know. But you get some of this knowledge, you float out of here. That's right. You walk to your work tomorrow knowing that that, that foolish job, whatever it is, hang on to it, though. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days soon you'll have a better one that's right here's a woman clothed in the sun what does that mean mm. God what does it mean is taking a man in the last days mm -hmm. and enveloping that man in divine light mm. the man is so powerfully lit with wisdom of God that he stands on the moon. Mm. The moon represents a, a, a false light. It is a light mm. that bears witness to the sun in the absence of the sun. Ooh. So the moon here, as Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us, represents the world of the prophets. Mm. They represent God in the absence of God. But here's a woman, she's not a prophet. 
not a messenger. Boom. He's enveloped in the light. And the sun. And he's standing on the prophets because all the prophets spoke of this one coming. And he verifies the prophets. And he's the master of the prophets. See, y'all, I, I, man, I'm telling you, man, the way the minister break this down. Do you see how he's making, this is what I love, this is one of the main things I loved about the Nation of Islam when I joined. Looking at the minister lecture, he he knocks out the spookism and the, I mean, he make these scriptures so plain. See how he made that made sense, man? Standing on the moon, the moon represents the prophets, represents a false light wrapped in the uh, uh, clothing of the sun, sun representing the light. The woman here rip. Oh my! Woo! Man, y'all better. Man, y'all better quit playing with the minister, man. The minister then gave us some knowledge, man. Y'all better quit letting these videos fool y'all, man. The minister teaching. And the twelve major scientists are like stars in his crown. Mmm. Boy, boy, boy. This woman is traveling with a baby. And this baby is a man-child. Mm. And it's destined to rule the nations with a rod of iron. And a dragon is standing in front of the woman to devour the baby as soon as the baby is born. And the woman is alone and it doesn't appear that God is present. Come on. But the woman had to take on the wings of an eagle. She had to understand Flaha. the power of a god. And she flew into the wilderness for a time and a half time. According to the book. Now let me show you, by Allah's help, what that means. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said to us that he met with Allah in the person Come on. of Master Farad Muhammad. Break it down. He said he met with God and the God that he met was not a spirit, not a, a spook, spook. That's right. But a man. Stop right there. My dear beloved Muslim brothers and sisters, I know what you think. Break it down. I know what the Islamic world thinks. This is terrible. How could you say that God is a man? How could you say such a thing? Listen. How could a man create the heavens and the earth? How could a spook create it? Mm. How could nothing create something? Talk to me. What would a spirit do creating a material universe and the spirit is not material? Come on, let's talk today. I talk to Muslims and they say to me, Well, Brother Farrakhan, you see, Allah is the beneficent and the merciful. I said, How do you know His beneficence and His mercy? You see, His beneficence and mercy is manifested mm -hmm. in the laws that govern nature. I said, Very good. That's true. Isn't that true? Mm hmm. When you drop a seed in the earth, it brings something up for you to eat. That's God's beneficence and his mercy. Mm -hmm. And it ain't no spook thing coming up. That thing is manifested in reality. That's the only way you know that God exists. Mm -hmm. He satisfies your real needs. Is that right? Mm -hmm. All right. Now, we as black people have been in America for 400 years. And we've been eating. We know his beneficence on that level. We know his mercy on that level. But we've been catching hell for 400 years. Now, can't you see his beneficence on another level? Here's a man that came to America. You'd have never saw the man. 
He came looking like a white man. That's wisdom. I love it. In fact, I'm using it now. <laughs> I love it. Because he's showing me how to go. He came looking like something mm. that he was not in order to get people to try finally understand what he really was. Mm. He came in That's interesting. flesh, as the book says, to condemn sin in the flesh. Sinful flesh. <laughs> Think about it. He came like a thief in, in the, the night. night. Come on. This man, Master Farad Muhammad, you didn't see him, I didn't see him. Mm -hmm. But now I saw the result of his having been. I met with Elijah. And I met beneficence on another level. Don't tell me that the beneficent God did not have something to do with the wisdom that I have now come into possession of. You're a fool and a liar and a hypocrite. Because I never knew nothing like this until I met Elijah. And damn it, none of you did. Either. That's right. Mm -hmm. Talk back to me. Imam Wadah Deen Muhammad says that the God that he represents is the true God. Well, why is everything he put in his hand to falling apart and the damn man quit on his job? If he knows God, why don't he stand up for his God? Because he's a liar. He don't know the God. The God that came is the God that taught his father. Mm. I'm going to prove it, man. I'm going to prove it tonight. You're not going out of here the same nigga that I met. You're going out of here again like you once were. Peach. Boy, that must be fired up. I intend to tear niggas' brains up and make a divine brain come back again by the power of Allah. Woo! I got to run that back. He said, I desire to tear niggas' brain up. Come on, minister. To get people to try finally understand what he really was. Come on, minister. He came in sinful flesh, as the book says, Ooh, to condemn. He said, I came to tear rain. Ah. <laughs> he came like a thief in the night. <laughs> this man, Master Farad Muhammad, you didn't see him, I didn't see him. But now I saw the result of his having been. Mm -hmm. I met with Elijah. And I met beneficence on another level. Don't tell me that the beneficent God did not have something to do with the wisdom that I have now come into possession of. Mm -hmm. You're a fool and a liar and a hypocrite. Because I never knew nothing like this until I met Elijah. And damn it, none of you did either. Talk back to me. Praise be to Allah, Sister Angela. Imam Wadazin Muhammad says that the God that he represents is the true God. Well, why is everything he put in his hand to falling apart and the damn man quit on his job? If he knows God, why don't he stand up for his God? Come on. Because he's a liar. He don't know the God. The God that came is the God that taught his father. This is my part right here. Look. I'm going to prove it, man. I'm going to prove it tonight. You're not going out of here the same nigga that I met. Come on. 
You going out of here again like you once were. Fired up. That's it. Here it is. I intend to tear niggas' brains up and make a divine brain come back again by the power of Allah. Woo, the minister be fired up, boy. I know some of you are sorry. Tell niggas' brain up. <laughs> Look. Come on, boy. I know what mercy is, and you know what mercy is. Some of us were cutthroats, thieves, pimps. That's right. Hustlers, murderers, con men. We were everything. When the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's word touched us, we, we discovered real mercy. Hey, family, listen, I know COVID has messed up some of our vision and some of us, our vision for our family and our future looks a little blurry, but we want to help bring the vision back to 2020. We want you to be able to see the success and everything that you plan for 2020 to be. We want to help bring that vision back. So we have a crazy bundle for you going into Black Friday. This bundle, we got Purpose to Profit, which is a full course that's going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product and that product into a profitable business, six-figure business from scratch. We're going to teach you how to turn your purpose into a product. We're going to teach you how to market, how to scale, how to productize. We're going to teach you how to test. We're going to teach you how to package this product so that you can be able to take it into the marketplace to be able to do great things. Not only with that bundle, you're also going to get private banking blueprint where we teach you how to build your own banking system. Yes, you heard me, your own banking system. And guess what? Guess what? It's only going to be for $368. Yes, you heard it. $368. You're going to get an actual physical copy of the textbook of Private Bank and Blueprint. All of that course together for $368 all the way up until Black Friday. If you want to move on that bundle, go to visionbundle.com. Visionbundle.com and take action today. We knew that's the attribute of Allah. Rahman. Now Rahim. Rahim. Is that right? Who is God? He's the raiser of the dead and the giver of life. Who did you meet then since you have been raised from the dead and all of a sudden you didn't want dead had life? Who gave you life? That's right. The book says he's not only the grantor of life, but he's the grantor of security. If we standing in America calling the white man the devil, and walking in and out, secure, in his jails, in his streets, everywhere we were secure. Who granted us security, brother? It's the grantor of security. Who's the raiser of the dead? Who's the giver of life? Who's the provider of sustenance? It is Allah. And I say to you that Allah came in the person of Master Farad Muhammad. How do you know he came in that person? Because from that person, his power is being manifested in America in a black man named Elijah, enveloped in the light. Elijah became a woman to him. In fact, he told me how they used to sit together in a Chevrolet that the Savior had, and they would drive out in the night and the Savior would be teaching him about the wisdom of the stars and the planets. And he said one night it was cold and the Savior said, why don't you come closer, brother? And he pulled the messenger closer to him. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said he wooed him. 
like a man would woo a woman till the messenger fell hopelessly in love with Master Farad Muhammad until he didn't want to be Elijah no more. He wanted to be that master that was teaching him. And when he was like that, in that state, the master put in his head the wisdom that he could make children that would look like the God who fathered the wisdom that he now became the possessor of. Mm. Deny yourself. Oh, boy, boy. He said, I die ah, daily. From a little boy, I long to meet my father. This is some deep stuff here, y'all. Kenneth, man, let me go on and block you, man, so you get I on up out here. We ain't got time for you tonight. Go play no on somebody else. No man can grow up right. No child can grow up right without a father. And I was 22 years old. I was really 19 when I heard about Elijah Muhammad. Wow. All about the same age. But I, I think I was 21 when I met him. Dang, that's amazing. Heard him. And it was 20, I was 22 when I submitted to him. I met the minister when I was 20. I loved him at first sight. Man, that's amazing that how that thing tied I loved black people and I wanted to see us free. It's crazy, man. And when I met Elijah Muhammad, I knew I had met the man that could bring that about. Dang, that's crazy. I fell in love with him. He became the father that I never had. And because my mother had took on wings, like your mother did, she had already prepared me for this man. Mm. And when I saw him, I fell in love with him. And he wooed me. And he made me desire to give up myself. And he tested me. You give up your music? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, certainly. I gave up my music. That's good. I like that. You'll give that up, and that's all you knew. This will be a good one. He tested you with a letter. Yeah. That you had to write. That's right. And there were three qualities you needed to write that letter. Observation, concentration, and submission. Mm. So many of you read the letter. Oh, I got to write some letter. Yep. The man want me, I'm here. Got a lot of people with that letter. But we want to know whether you the right material. Mm, good teacher. So I want to know, do you observe this handwriting? Well, it ain't my handwriting. Why I got to write like that? Because you ain't been God in a long time. Mm. So you don't know what God looked like. So I want you to look at some handwriting that's different from your own. Wow. I want you to observe it. Meaning of the love. And I want you to concentrate on it. Then I want you to submit to it. And see, won't you write better? Wow. Observation. For God gave us a man. Concentration and submission. Observe him. Wow. Concentrate on him. Submit to him. Well, I, I wrote many and letters, y'all. Like I, I had to reteach myself. Says, Let me pause it so I won't be talking over the minister. Anybody who wrote that letter that he's talking about, all the, belie the believers, you may bear witness. But I mean, I wrote so many letters, man. I had to reteach myself how to write in cursive. I forgot how to write in cursive. 
So I had to literally learn how to do cursive again and write that letter, man. He ain't lying. You got to concentrate, observe, and submit. Man, that's powerful stuff right there, boy. Know how we shall be. But we shall be chained in the twinkling of an eye. And we shall be like him. Well, I fell in love with him. And every one of you that followed Elijah Muhammad, you fell in love with him. Like that father that you never had. Like that mother that you wanted. That mama just didn't know how to nurture you. We gave Elijah Muhammad what we never gave any man or woman who ever lived. All right, y'all, we're going to end it right here. The ministers spoke for a long time. This lecture, y'all, is three hours and 39 minutes. So we're going to stop and do a part two tomorrow night, inshallah. Um, we stopped at 151.24. Let me write this in the comment section. One hour, 54 minutes, 21, 24 seconds is where we stopped at tonight. Um, so we're going to pick back up tomorrow night. I'm going to say about maybe like around nine, maybe, maybe around nine 30, we'll get started and we'll finish the rest of this lecture y'all. But I think everybody who is tuning in thus far, um, I appreciate y'all who shared, uh, I appreciate y'all who shared the video. I appreciate y'all who is tagging your friends and family in the video so they can get this great message by the minister. This was a Magnificent message. This is my first time hearing it as well. This is my very first time listening to this lecture. So as y'all was listening to it, it was my first time listening to it as well. And man, the minister just was on fire, man, breaking down that science, breaking down that scripture, making it plain. It, it, they say so plain a fool can understand. And man, that's what the minister did with this lecture right here. So thank you all for watching the Brother Ben X show. Um, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, make sure y'all follow me on Instagram at brother ben X, uh, and make sure y'all of course, follow me on YouTube, brother ben X backup. And if anybody would like to, uh, check out my podcast, I'm going to, I'm going to be turning this into audio. If you got Apple podcasts, like the podcast on the iPhone, if you got Google podcast, Spotify podcast, whatever type in brother ben X podcast, all spaces, brother ben X podcast and subscribe to my podcast. Cause I'll be uploading the audio, uh, to that as well. That way you can listen to it while you're going to sleep. You can listen to it. While you're driving, if you drive trucks, or you can listen to it while you're cleaning up so you can be getting knowledge, wisdom, and understanding as well. So um, I'm out, y'all. Y'all have a blacktastic night. Assalamu alaikum, which simply means peace be unto you. Yeah, you know, this for all my trolls, man. This for everybody who be in the comments talking crazy. You know, talking stupid in the comments. I'm going to hit you with the cake. Acting foolish on the gram, I'ma hit you with the K. Couch nigga doing nothing, damn, hit you with the K. I'm not talking 47, but gon' hit you with this K. K, K, I'ma hit you with the K. Man down, talking down, I'ma hit you with the K. I'm not giving that attention, I'ma hit you with the K. Long paragraph and all, I'ma hit you with the K. They wanna drain all my energy, ain't got time for my enemies. I'm focused on my
energy while they drinking up Hennessy. I be just wasting my time on 19, I'm on the grind. Ain't got no clock for no hater player, so look, do you mind? Talking stupid in the comments, I'ma hit you with the K. Acting foolish on the gram, I'ma hit you with the K. Couch nigga doing nothing, damn, hit you with the K. I'm not talking 47, but gon' hit you with this K. 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 I'ma hit you with the K. Man down, talking down, I'ma hit you with the K. I'm not giving that attention, I'ma hit you with the K. Long paragraph and all, I'ma hit you with the K. Welcome, son, to the block party. Long list, got a lot of those. New profile, two followers, no pick, learn how to troll. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. Back and forth, used to be me. Now we on big boy time. Straight focus on a big three. Farad, Elijah, and Farrakhan all gave me life. Farad, Elijah, and Farrakhan, I'ma say it twice. Peace to the gods, nation be the squad. Assalamu alaikum, say it right. Walaikum salam, you know we're the bomb, no pun intended. Show you right. Talking stupid in the comments, I'ma hit you with the K. Foolish on the gram, I'ma hit you with the K. Couch nigga doing nothing, damn, hit you with the K. I'm not talking 47, but gon' hit you with this K. 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 I'ma hit you with the K. Man down, talking down, I'ma hit you with the K. I'm not giving that attention, I'ma hit you with the K. Long paragraph and all, I'ma hit you with the K. Police know us, they know that we don't play. And they know if we taking care of our business, they mind they business. We ain't no damn gangsters. We ain't no criminals. We're not no dope sellers, number runners, or pimps. We don't play that crap. We trying to be clean, upright men and women. And that's what we want of you, but we ain't no faggots. That's right. Don't you understand that? We will kill you. If you got plan in your mind, stay the hell away from us. When this door closed, you get the hell out of here and don't you never come back. You understand? And that goes for Muslims. If you ain't fought coming under this kind of guidance and this kind of control and this kind of direction so we can make a nation of value for our people, then I don't give a damn if I never see you again. But we intend to carry out the orders of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and build this nation with you or without you.